You're listening to Red Nation Online. Zuberto had that goal. Does he have one here in the area? Zuberto stops, pulls it up top, tries to cut in, stays with it, touches it over the line! Zuberto! Unbelievable. In the 90th minute, or is the referee called this back? And Dwayne DiRosario and Michael Saturday, September 13th, it's the original 109's George Sortzis, Alan Rodriguez, East Side Stand-Ups Paul Marhew, and I'm Ian Clark, and we're live and direct from the Football Factory, who thankfully showed TFC instead of the UFC, but unfortunately, we were subjected to Dave Ganter, who spoiled what would have been an epic final three minutes and critical victory for Toronto. But questions remain, where was that fight for the first 87 minutes? How will TFC be led by Greg Vanny in these final seven games? And we look at Tim Lywicki's recent appearance at Ryerson. All this and more on the next 50 minutes on Eastside Stand Up. The emotions that you have with this team. 87 minutes of this game, you're probably thinking, fuck this team, another shit result. Yeah. To three minutes later, thinking, fuck, we should have won this game. Yeah. That would have changed everything. Yeah. Right? It could have changed everything. And off the hop, was that a foul? No, it wasn't a foul. Not even close. Uh, you saw the replays afterwards. There was no way that was a foul. I just believe... Uh, it just felt like Toledo was in the air. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest with that. It's just like the ghost of Toledo. Well, you know, we got TFC'd, right? I mean... TFC, that's a good boy. That's a good and I'm, I'm trying to think, like, can, can anyone think of... Like, usually, you know, we see these fouls or Coles call back, whatever. Obviously, we can reference some precedent or t- something in, we've seen in the past. I don't... I've just, like, when have I ever seen a foul called like that? Uh, where, a stri- where a strike... Where the defender's at his back and the strikers poke the ball past him... And the defenders tumble down, and the balls... You know what I mean? But, but also the defenders, you see the defender giving his arms back to, to uh, Gilberto there, so it was almost oh. like the more fight and, was happening and from you the would defender. Think, we have Bakari Sumari, who's 6'4", what, like 210 against Gilberto, who's 5'11", a buck 70. Yeah, if well, that. Yeah. Really? Well, that's, really. A, that, that's, that's a mismatch. Would you yeah. say, a mismatch? Is that a good word? Yeah, so yeah, it's a mismatch. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely for sure. It's a, I mean, like statement, maybe. I, I find that this year, Gilberto doesn't get the benefit of the doubt a lot. No. No, he doesn't. Gilberto. I feel like Gilberto, if he had a, if he had a, a, a better start to the season where he established himself like go. we thought he was going to establish himself, I think he may have been able to get those calls where, in an instance like this. But we haven't just seen that explosion that we expected. We yeah. thought maybe after that fight there with Defoe where he wanted the ball, he wanted to take the shot, that was the start of it. Maybe establish him more. This is my turf. You know? Yeah. yeah. But you know, those calls. The other thing about Gibraltar too is, is like, I drew the comparison to Neymar leaving Brazil for La Liga. And they were saying, the thing was, is like, he's not going to get the calls that he gets. And I think Brazil is a league that gives 
the attackers the benefit of the doubt. Of course. Right? And I think, Jib- I, I can't say definitively, but whether Gibraltar got those calls, but I mean, we obviously know that he had a great season last year. I agree with you on that because it's the same thing as, uh, well, we're not going to go to an extreme comparison, but it's just like a, a Spanish league star, a La Liga star going into England and just not fitting in. Maybe a 50 million pound, a 50 million euro buy, but just can't handle the physicality of the league. Yeah. You know, I wonder. I wonder if too the the ref didn't want the game to like sort of like end like that on the last play. You know, we had just gotten the the equalizer, and then like two minutes later, I'm not saying he's right. I'm saying he didn't want. I don't know. Maybe he didn't want it to be like, or didn't want a Canadian team to beat an American. Well, team. I don't know, but I don't know. Do we get into that again, or no? I don't, I don't think we should. But I think it was wrong. I think that 87 minutes of uh, depression could have been turned around <laughs> with uh, four minutes of euphoria. Well, we had we had the Bendix saves. That was a yeah, nice Bendix little moment. Like Bendix. Yeah, it wasn't 87 minutes. It was like 86. No, no, we had that. But I mean, we could have turned it around, and, and we went back in. We had three minutes That's of pleasure, which you know. It's usually, like, anyway, yeah, so I, 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 I won't make a, I won't make a, too late, too late, a little too late. Speak for yourself. Yeah, speak for yourself, all right? Oh, hey. God, I just yeah. walked into that. Yeah, right? you did. Oh, that, was, that was a softball. And, I, right. and I'm drinking Guinness. They're supposed to, that's supposed to extend it. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, let's, uh, let's kind of circle back to the yeah. start of this night. Yes. The bizarre thing about this night, I would say, is that... Here we are at this point in the season, and I was—I would joke with Paul saying, I, "You know, we're meeting up tonight. Let's go to the football factory because at this point of the year, there's hardly anyone here, and we can do a podcast and stretch out and have a booth." You guys were going to Shoeless Joe's. We went to Shoeless Joe's uh, expecting to see some of uh, our fellow supporters, Repatch Boys, good guys. Unfortunately, that's correct. Julius Rose wasn't showing the game tonight. Yeah. Well, bar for one TV in the corner with very low volume. And we TFC got bumped for UFC. So and it wasn't even a UFC pay-per-view. No, it's that actually noted. U- UFC fight night. So uh, I don't know what's that saying about I the, saw that uh, card. It was cool. shit. That was that was not uh, a great card. Yeah. So, so that that puts this that's put this yeah. things in perspective. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it's a good thing that we 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 found out that you guys would be at uh, Football Factory and we came here. We got to have some beers and now talk about uh, our love for TFC. Yeah. And, and Paul and I were saying, you know, Paul was like, you know, I would have been at home watching the game, and I was like, me too. And then we had, you know what? We said. Friends don't let friends watch TFC alone. No, no, we okay? can't do that. We got it, no. guys. We got to finish the season yeah. off together. I, I don't. I, I, it, like if my fiance wants to tone in, but she, uh, I don't think uh, we need any more holes in the drywall. Uh, yeah, it's it's not a good night when TFC loses, drops points. No. Just get. Yeah, you, you know what? Yeah. When we watch a game at home, you know. Come on. Anyways, it's not a good time. You always get depressed when your team loses, whether it's City, the Leafs. Ah, let's not get into them. Yeah, but anyways, <laughs> or when or when City gets their logo. On oh, the that was the best. Man, you know, I will uh, I will uh, be sure to. 
to uh, for, bust the uh, chops to for Roy the listener, yeah, yeah, yes, They were previewing Sunday's game at the bottom, saying Man United against Queen's Park Rangers, and they had the Man City well, logo. Well, as, 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 a, as a City fan, I, I can say that there is only one one team in uh, in Manchester, Manchester. Yeah. And, and, and that's City. Well, as they say, when, when United plays, there's the away support, and then there's the away support. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think we're going to start our own tradition of lifting banners of how many seasons it goes with United now winning a title, like they did to us for 34 years. But anyways, that's a different topic. <laughs> but, uh, from the start of this game, obviously the one when we're looking at a starting lineup here tonight, guys, uh, you know, the main thing is obviously defense. Mm-hmm is a question mark and then up top is a question mark and even to an even I guess we could almost say front to back yeah there's question marks of how this team's gonna hold up because the midfield's depleted we obviously don't have Jermaine Defoe and then the back we're missing Caldwell and Henry Henry out on suspension which was an interesting thing to see Haglin and Morrow as our center back pairing yeah Ashton Morgan's back from his red card suspension Kyle Becker gets a start yeah and then up top we have I don't even know if we want to say up top because, Paul, I think we were thinking it looked like tonight was a 4-1-4-1 formation where it was almost like you'd see that four-back line with Cravel as that sort of holding mid or the defensive midfielder, and then you'd see that midfield of Becker, Bradley, Oduro, Jackson with Gilberto up top. Yeah. Trying, I think, to allow Michael Bradley... A little more offensive attacking role instead of playing that sweeper role. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, That's you know, true. we were like, hey, let's make him our new it, Torsten Frings and have yeah. him playing Destin essentially as a center back. Oh, I, well, think, I think this is, uh, it could be a combination of maybe trying new players, trying to see what kind of, what works under the new coaching staff, maybe a fear of the red card issues. I don't know if they stuck with it, though. I mean, the first yeah. part of the game... I don't think we looked great. No, you're and right. We were playing that formation. Yeah. And I don't really remember towards the end of the game seeing that formation. I thought certainly Bradley dropped back a lot more towards the I end. I think of the game. I think at the end of the game it was more just like throw everything. Free for all. Yeah. Yeah. It was a free for all. It was just like Dero doesn't play a position. No. Right? Yeah. Dero does whatever he wants to do and he's anywhere he wants to go. Yeah. So that kind of like when he's on the field, like don't there is no hard formation. That is true. Right? No, so, that is true. And thank God, because I, I mean... We're, yeah, but we was that fight earlier? We were that also... Fight should have been from the start of the game, and that needs to be like that going forward. That last five, seven minutes left of the game, where was that for the rest of the game? That should have been like that yeah, from well, the start. We have to come off like that. I think we're playing scared. I think expectations okay, were well, expectations it, it, were dropped expectations were raised yeah and now I think I don't know how the I don't know if the players know how to react to that yeah how to draw from any kind of words said by Nelson or by whoever whether it's Bezvichenko or whoever it is I don't think there's that experience to know how to draw from that whether it's a challenge whether it's a guarantee of playoffs to gel together and get that team playing like a machine yeah. I yeah. think it's just a lot of confusion we're playing scared hoping we don't do anything wrong not to disappoint fans not to yeah. disappoint if we had lost this game if that goal hadn't gone in like I would have been on Twitter all night just reading the comments from supporters from everybody put that mental hurdle in per- like let's think about that of a player stepping onto the field at this point of the year being like we are we have fucked up we have and 
how do we how do we come back from that with so little you know what I mean like the, the mm. window is getting sh- like the smaller and smaller for this not to be a colossal fuck up no yeah. right like the pressure I mean I don't think the pressure at the start of the year was that massive but I think as the year went on and things and again like points slipped away now they're at a point I think where the pressure is immense yeah, yeah. there's no and there's, and there's only I think there's probably very few players in that locker room who know how to cope with it and, and I think I, we only I think we saw two of them tonight. Well, Brian, maybe maybe three, but two that can draw from experience. That's a very very good point you brought up there too, by the way, because that's true. I don't think this team is ready. I don't think this team is ready for the, the, the as handling the pressure well. I, I think they're it, it's evident they're collapsing. I think, um, and you you could see on and the way they're playing in that it's not the the way it's not the intensity. That we started off this at the year, it's it's different now. The start of I think we had fun at the beginning. The pressure's on them, and the team is starting to collapse a bit. The start so. of the season, we hadn't played a game, and already we were talking about championships and playoffs and all this stuff. The marketing team of this club did such an outstanding job <laughs> for the first time in their lives, other than having a supporter group sell tickets, yeah. that the expectations from the part-time supporter this actual supporter supporter let's put it like that was so great that we didn't know what to expect and i think that with the circus show that happened the last few weeks defoe wanting to leave it leaves us in limbo yet again and we need somebody like the bradley to rally the younger troops and see and play like there's no tomorrow well, Which is funny because he's 26. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well yeah, I, th- I think players. But his experience yeah. is immense. Yeah. Well, players have it tough right now because I mean, I, we were talking during the game that uh, you know they know there's a lot of injuries. They probably some of them don't want to go full out because they know that if they go down, it leaves a big hole in the line. Right. We got a new coach and he's evaluating everybody. So but we don't know if this new coach even deserves to be a coach. I know he was the academy director, assistant GM, assistant GM, whatever he was, but. It almost feels like we're going, we don't have any any hard experience, whether it's in management, whether it's in coaching, even with Nelson. He was a player coach. He had no proven experience. I, I, I don't even want to bring Preki back up, but you know what I mean? You need somebody <laughs> but you there. Will. But I will. <laughs> Unfortunately, that was our best season. I will bring it back up. <laughs> but what I'm saying, we need somebody out there that... that that has the experience that whether whether it's whether it's in MLS or whether it's in Europe or whether it's in friggin' Brazil, I don't care. Who has twenty years? Who has fifteen years? Well, we can't have these players that are coming. I mean, sorry, this management, these coaches that are that have one two years and and expect that we're gonna go somewhere. No, and, I, I think you're and, absolutely right. I know we're gonna talk about Laiwiki and his yeah, comments well, about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll mention that. But you know, hey, let's let's run through the game and then we'll okay. just, then we can. So then fucking, then the floodgates can open. <laughs> but uh, I think the first, my first observation of this game was, holy shit, what did they do to that field? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I, they they took a big eraser and rubbed I think, out the I, football. I, I think I, it makes me want to play at BMO Field in March. Like, <laughs> yeah. that was, I was like, I'd rather be at BMO Field in, the in bubble. March. Yeah. 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 Playing I, on that field. It yeah. almost looks like the TFC fans from a couple years ago lit the stadium, lit the grass on fire before fire, the game. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that was a horrible. I don't know what it was. It was almost like they had cricket there or bait or. And or you something would see like the players like there was that one play where Bloom was on the on the like on the left side or on the on the touchline. Yeah. And he had to do it was like an eighteen wheeler turning. Yeah. Like, you know the yeah. wide <laughs> turn. Right. Yeah. He, he didn't want to get he on there. Plant 
and come back. He had to do like this round turn and come back and collect the ball. And you were seeing, like I, we were saying, man, you're gonna see a goal which is like a, a routine cross where the center back is just gonna be flat on his ass, <laughs> yeah. and then the the, the, the forwards just gonna be like, oh sweet, ball right on my feet, right, I'm gonna right, score right. this goal. Unfortunately, we never saw that, no, and then, especially no. in the second half. I was kind of like, oh, Toronto should be trying to do that. <laughs> if, there was the a pa- if there was a patch in front of the goalie, then you could say that about D-Rose's goal. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, there wasn't. Nope. Uh, he was on the ground when he put that he in. He was. Yep. Yeah. And I would say... And that's heart. Off the, in the first half, the, my, my two main points, the first one was, of course, the goal, which is just like, I'm drawn back, immediately going back to the Kansas City game where we lost 4-1, where it's just like, fuck, I feel like every goal that gets scored on us is... It's like it's like a cross. Mm. You know what I mean? It's either a corner, a set piece, yeah. or a cross, yeah. and it, no one knows what to do. We seem unprepared, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. just I'm scratching my head, saying like, how? <laughs> just I've said this for the last like four or five podcasts. <laughs> and oh, there's another game where all the goals come from from width. You know what I mean? They come yeah. from out wide, and no one knows how to deal with the situation. Yeah. And yeah. there we are again. Is it a is it a thing about size, or is it, is it? I don't know what it is. Well, when it happens so often, Scared I mean, to jump up I and think go for take the contact, take the physicality. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's being practiced. Yeah. You know. Well, we, well, maybe we, we made we made a okay, we made a bit of like we were, Paul and I were talking about the thing. It was like, and we'll obviously struggle. It's like when you have <laughs> son made a note that it's like seven coaches were let go that didn't have licenses. So, let's, <laughs> let's put this together. If you have a coaching staff where almost no one has a coaching license. Is it that crazy that your team can't cope with set pieces or defending? What? Maybe that's or not the connection. What kind Maybe of, that's what not kind of, so wait, what kind of license are we talking about? Because I hear in CONCACAF you don't need a license. Well, I'm not, yeah, I'm not talking about a driver's license, <laughs> right? I'm talking about a coaching license. Yeah. Like, you know, you're going through either UEFA or whatever you want, or even like in North America, this coach. Apparently, we didn't have any of those. And lo and behold, we can't defend. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. maybe there's a, is there a correlation? Perhaps I, I, I think yeah. there is. I, I Perhaps think, I think, a, yeah, I think there's a small correlation to that. I don't now, know. Yeah, to me, that's maybe a bit of an exaggeration. But either way, the coaching was not up to snuff. Yeah, and we and let's just say that the coaching was not up to par, and we can't cope with these kind of plays. No, I don't think that's a coincidence. No, I don't think it is. But the only other note I had from the first half was my the best play was that fucking Jackson body check. Oh, yeah. Hey, what was my comment to you? When did Wendell Clark sign for TFC? Man. He did it twice, too. That was he did two in the yeah. game. And, I'm like, and he got away with it. Both times. Well, Both the second time, the foul was called. Foul yeah. was called, but no call. But how he didn't get the, the yellow card that was the first No, one. but I think that was more incidental than anything else. But that, that No, that was not incidental. No, that was incidental. Really I'm, I'm going to no stick way. by incidental. I'm going to stick by that. That was a clean check. That was a clean check. Come on. I loved it, though. It wasn't from behind. It was clean. I loved it. Two minutes for elbowing. You know what? We'll sign him up for the lease And for a guy that I just, like, I don't like Jackson at all. No, I don't. For a minute, I was like, I love that guy. You yeah, said yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my favorite player. Now. Like, can I, <laughs> where can I buy his jersey? I'm throwing my Defoe jersey on yeah. the pitch, and I'm trading it in for a Jackson jersey. Got to get a Jackson jersey. Did yeah. you get wow. one free too from You'll the club? one of the first. No, I didn't oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, no. They, I, they, you know. I have a TFC jersey from 08, and I'm not getting rid of it until we make the playoffs. I'm not buying a new TFC jersey hey, until we get the playoffs. Mine's nice. all quickly. The BMO you logo says, falling off. says Mo. on that one. My shirt says Mo. Which is almost like Mo Johnson. Yeah, I'm no, I'm yeah. Almost like it's like. Mm-hmm. I think you need a new one. It's it's yeah. oh, no, it's got it's symbolic. Yeah, I think it is. Oh oh oh! Is this the, oh, the episode oh. of the firing? 
It is. Well, what is this? What is that yeah. show called again? I don't watch these, by the way. I've never. What is it? Watched, I'll, I'll, I'll I've never watched. So, I've never watched one of those. Let, 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 well, let, listener, and obviously we're at the football factory, and on the screen is the All for One documentary coming up, and it's the episode where it looks like. Bezbachenko has this press conference. I'm sure the editing is incredible, and if you didn't follow Club, you'd think this is a key oh, yeah. moment for the Toronto. Yeah. They've turned things around, I, and the team is better than ever. Well, you know, especially when they're showing the players in stare downs with the camera and their poise and their determination, which I'm sure they all have. I've never watched one of these all for ones, and I don't know what they're about, so I, all right, don't, well, I don't really care. Okay, you can catch up on them later. Nah, I'll pass. <laughs> all right, so second half. We go down in the first half, 1-0. And, Paul, we're thinking it could have been two. Could have been. Could have been. Could have been. And early in the second half, it could have been two. And, I, you know, at the, at the you're sitting there 1-0, and there's two ways I was, I was taking it. was like, fuck, 1-0, man. That's not so bad. But then I'm thinking, Chicago is fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is that bad. Yeah. It is bad. There's yeah. two ways. It's not that bad, but no, yeah. it is that bad. Because yeah. no. Chicago, like, they suck. Yeah. yeah. They're not right. a great team. I, 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 we certainly played at their level. I, most when, of the game. When, when Chicago was awarded that penalty, I, I, I did start, uh, I did shed, shed a couple of tears. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So I was scared. Is that because Bendik hasn't ever saved a penalty? Is that true? No, it, it's just I, it's just because not. it's just because it feels like the same thing over and over again. Mm. And and this team, as much as I love them, and as much as I'm, I don't know, people starting to think I'm stupid. To love them as much as we do, even though even though they they clearly have underperformed. Shall I dare I say? But. Uh, yeah, I wanted to cry. Mm. I really did. I felt like it was the same thing over and over again. But you didn't. Yeah. No, but I did. Didn't. I did. Shed a it, was, it was a penalty. And the though, fu- I mean. oh, it was clean. Yeah, no, it was hundred percent. But you know, for minutes, like not even what at halftime, or was it minutes before we were kind of like, man, eh, Benick, whatever. Yeah. Like not, just kind of like saying, we're just like, ah, you know, he's just like, just whatever. And I have to, I have to oh, eat my gosh. words, man. Yeah. yeah, he needs three saves hey. in that three yeah. saves hey. in that sequence. He needs he his own documentary. Today he needs game. his own documentary only on Toronto you know, television called Bendik. I think like Bendik. Bendik. Yeah, I think that's. I think you need to say that. Like whatever, whatever you talk about in that those final five minutes, yeah, wouldn't have mattered exactly if no. he hadn't made that like, that, that sequence around yeah. the fifty-six minutes. Exactly. But say what you want to say about Bendik. I know a lot of people are on his case and stuff, but when he needs to perform and make a key save, he does it. He has. I done think it. he's been yeah. put in situations where our defense is crap, and he's put in situations where a goal goes in. And he does his best. He's made some big saves. Whether whether he's a prime time, he's, he's let in some goals too. He has. He's yeah. <laughs> but but we could say that about Fry. We could say that about any goalie too, we had. So. And you can say that about any goalie in the league, except when they don't play for Toronto. Yeah. Because they seem to get better. But you know that's just life. Yeah. Well, Bendik stole the show today. He did. The reason why we got we came Bendik out of this like was one point. So let's be that. Yeah, and if, and if we referee. take this game down the stretch, obviously the the one player, there's two. I would say maybe there's two or three players that we could talk about that have maybe benefited from this coaching change. Is obviously uh, Morgan, Ashton Morgan, seen yeah. playing time. Kyle yeah. Becker has seen playing yeah. time. Yeah, and of course Dwayne De Rosario. Yes, yeah. well, has has reappeared. Canadians, uh, three, three Canadians. You know that's a good thing. Interesting. That's a good yeah. thing. Um, and for those who want, saw the Canada game this week, hey, I mean, I, I, I mean, Becker, I Becker had kind of no 
like some background stuff on Kyle Becker and like where he's at in his career. I wasn't surprised to see that, but I mean, from people who follow Toronto FC, the stuff we saw with Canada was, I would think, is eye opening. Yep. We were like, when, how have we ever seen Kyle Becker? Probing the 18-yard box, no, like yeah. trying to take shots yeah. on goal. Yeah, and would we not prefer that? Well, I I said, oh yeah, well, I, I let him do. play. Just yeah. let him do his thing. Flora, you know, Flora lets him go. Yeah. I think. Yeah, he understands his abilities, and he and he and he fits within that system. I don't know if we I have mean, that system. Having, I don't know if you can. Having said it. that, I mean, the, there's a difference in how we're talking about. There's a system in play right now for Canada. And this, well, the coach it's a, it's a we have time. right now is actually using that. He's pressuring. He's making those players play that high pressure, and they're pressuring. The the the. the if you watch the Jamaica game, they pressed their defense, and they made Kinda a lot like of mistakes. Kind of like how we should be playing today exactly. for ninety minutes. They made a lot of mistakes, Jamaica. This they game meant up a the lot. ball. And we pressed them high, and that Beck, was great that we did that, and if, so forth. But, if but now we the, have to correlate this back to this game, and if, how Toronto, if, see, maybe Toronto needs to start doing that with, again. With well, Beck, then we got to give him a year, because Flora's had a year. Yeah, Flora's right? had a yeah. year, so that's what, what I was going to say, is basically, let's hope that we keep a coach longer than eight months. Maybe he'll let him flourish, and maybe this guy kid will develop, and, and we'll be able to cheer his name and buy his jersey. I yeah. think he's, he's, he's got potential, and I think he... He deserves yeah, a shot. I like Becker. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, the one and the one thing I was saying during that game was like, I mean, Graham Zusi took three years before he hit that mark where he was yeah really making an impact in the league. Yeah. Yep. And we got guys on the team. And if I draw the Canadian parallel, where it's whether it's Ashton Morgan or Daniel Henry or Carl Becker, even when I look at those younger guys, I mean, Ashton Morgan has played 70 MLS games, where most guys have been drafted out of out of uh, NCAA and are getting a couple games. Yeah. Yep. And same thing, Daniel Henry has put these games under his belt where guys, center backs yeah. are coming in haven't played a minute yet at that age. Yeah. And I think it's just like keeping those things in perspective with these guys, I think. I think as local kids and Canadians, we I think there's a correlation where we expect them to be internationals and we expect them to be so good. Whereas a lot of Americans, I think, because their depth and their pool is so much deeper, yep. that they can kind of develop in MLS without that same kind of pressure. Right. So you're saying... Or that, the same kind of expectation. Mm-hmm. So if, like, a Canadian kid on a on an MLS team, like Canadian MLS team, they should um, develop more quickly, or they're expected to develop more quickly, just because we don't have... We don't have the depth. Those other let's, options, let's, right? And they're connected to the national program. Yep. Whereas in the States, some of these guys... They're either on the periphery or they're not even in the picture. And they're, and, but because MLS is so geared towards Americans that they can, they can, you know, they can, they can be a guy who's yeah, like a yeah, Wondolowski, right. right, who shows up in his late 20s and it's just like, oh, now he's, now he's a criminal. And we don't have that they benefit all, of the depth. We don't, but they also have a good collegiate program in the States. And there's a lot of schools building programs and developing a lot of players. And, and they have that benefit. I don't think that our programs up here in the CIS even even can compare I mean no but they don't have the sim- they don't have the same no. support obviously no they like, don't no they don't from, either it's from the CS- I only the CSA no. sees a CIS yeah as a viable stream no. for talent right or gives them the support that it needs I think it's kind of like operating on its own someone can correct me if I'm wrong no, but that's my I, impression I, I agree with you there I just think right. that the whole forget about you could, you could even say that about other than hockey you could say that about pretty much the whole CIS system. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think it's a sheer, how big the NCAA is in any sport, and soccer is just huge. 
Right. I think I think any kid in 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 Canada, whether if they have an opportunity to go play in the NCAA, they'll jump at that rather than playing in Canada. Right. And and that might might be somewhere where, where as a Canadian national team program or or the Canadian we can we can use that to our advantage because they can develop in the states where they are building on something. Yeah. And hopefully we get that expansion in talent. Yeah, but you know, out of the NCAA perspective, from a soccer perspective, Paul, we were saying that was that your options, they the doors open. Yeah. yeah, it is. Right, and this is the thing I was saying about Kyle Becker is that. Yep. And I'll just maybe I'll let this out of the bag is that Kyle Becker, in American clubs in MLS, they want him. Of course. He's rated. He's rated highly. And it's not because of anything he's done in Canada. It's because he played four years at Boston College. Yeah. So I know that Canadians are like, we we don't think much of the NCAA. And we're like very much on the academy perspective and think that academy is the way to go. But I will tell you from, a, from an MLS perspective that American teams... I mean, they're not coming here watching League One Ontario. No, they're not. They're not no, coming they're here not. watching our academies play, but they are watching NCAA. Yeah. And they're seeing yeah. guys play in that league, so and, they're and, watching. They're watching Kyle Becker. I don't. Yeah. And they're watching. Uh, you know, what's uh, I'm thinking of Richmond Lorena, who's now at Akron. Yep. Right. And they're looking at Kyle Lauren, who's at Connecticut. Yeah. And if Canada, whether they draft them or not, I assure you, those guys are being looked at by American teams who are going to be more than happy to draft them. And you look at. You look at this uh, current crop that's coming up. I'm drawing a blank on the guy who was drafted by the Galaxy, who's now on DC United, the center back, right? Um, Kofi Opari, is that his name? Yeah. Is that the guy I'm thinking of? Yeah. Right? And it's just like, if he had come through a Canadian academy and gone through that whole way. Yeah, yeah but the kid, yeah. Look at Look at, like, Kyle Porter and the struggle that he goes through, right? Yeah. I mean, I almost say credit to Kyle Porter that he's he's got where he has because he's come through the Canadian system and has found a spot in an American team. Yeah, but well, yeah, but the academy built. programs here aren't, aren't proven yet. I think it's a new thing the way the TFC is building their academy. Well, that's what I was saying. And Don't it's they not. Use the it's, TFC one? Yeah, yeah, but it's not. It hasn't been proven yet. I mean, let's see what comes out of Some it. Some players have. Some come players out of there. have, but to the caliber that we're talking about, national. National team and caliber. To be fair, the I don't best think players so. out of the academy left it. I know, and they did. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ailman, um, Michael Petrasso, yeah. and Dylan yep. Guerrero yeah. all left it at an early age and went on from that. Yeah, I'll right? give TFC kudos for what they're trying to do. I really will. Yeah, I, I think they're trying to build a, a, a system in the academy similar to what they do in Europe. I don't think it'll ever get to that point. Isn't Dickio still doing that? Hey, he is. He's doing. He's doing that. He's doing Sportsnet. You know. Yeah, I know he is. (laughs) Okay, so hey, we should let's wrap let's like wrap this game up and get out of it, and we'll just talk about that last point. It's okay because the last thing is, of course, there's two obviously the two points at the end of the game, and then one other thing I wanted to mention was, of course, Dero comes on, scores a tying goal. Shake and bake. Shake and bake, baby. Shake and bake. Is that a statement? Is that, do you think that's an? It and was, he said it after the game. He said it after. It was the an game. interesting di- yeah. conversation after the game with Lee Goffrey saying, "You know, I could have bitched and moaned and complained all season, but I didn't." And there's something for I the kids. It. And it's like he started it off with that. Too. He I, said, I almost. Let me say. I, the only thing that was left out of that out of that interview was him signing another check. So <laughs> I loved it. I think it's candid, Dero, and I think it's founded because he didn't see any time. Whether or not people consider him old, I think he's still an asset to this club. And he brings everybody up, yeah, yeah. including I, the fans. I think, yeah. I think that was uh, his point in that too. Is that yeah, you may not be the starter, 
but don't give up. You you could be the one that's on the yeah. bench. And I, that's a good point he made there. I know he's probably not the one that likes to sit on the bench. No. Um, but hey, you got to consider I think his age. Also, I think he realizes, I think he realizes that now. That, yeah. yeah, I think he does realize that now. That he's not a the starter. I mean, just to make the comment to let other kids know too that. Hey, it's well, not so bad coming off the bench and being know. that superhero. Him saying bitch and moan, does that seem like he was taking a shot at I think at I was any... paraphrasing. I think I might... I don't know if <laughs> no, he no. said yeah. Do you think he was taking a shot at any specific player yeah. in the TFC roster about bitching and moaning? Or or did yeah, I read something like further... Oh, did I read something oh. further into no, those no, bitching no, and moaning no. comments? No, no, I don't know. No, well, I mean... <laughs> I think, as we never I heard think directly, he could have been... He yeah. could have gone to the media about he not playing. Because, I mean, the thing is, is that... You know, he was brought on this team, and we think it was probably... I'm sure like, he was probably told certain things. When yeah, he, when and, he and I think, like, Wiki was probably the guy that wanted to hear more than yeah. Nelson did. And Nelson probably just was like, um, don't want this guy. Like, I, I'll i do it. I'll maybe give him a minute here and there, Let, but it's he's not... Let's let's face it. The signing of the Defoe was done to make amends for letting him go. Okay? Let, it may, may not necessarily have been the full motivation, but a lot had to do with it. I'm not going to quote any sources why that I'm saying that, but it, it was said. It has been brought up. It has been brought up. And then we mentioned, obviously we mentioned that, the Gibraltar goal. Goal. Yeah. It was a goal. It crossed out. I did. It was a goal. And I guess, you know, the only the only maybe, I don't this has not been a depressing podcast as it could have been. I think. No. And now it's, it's turned, it was more when it was like, obviously the conversation was good, and it started off being like, we were fucking robbed. Yeah. Which is one thing, but in the in the bigger things, the thing was like, I know before this game, I was like on the table saying, "Man, there is a real possibility we're gonna be a ninth real soon." Don't and if it. Chicago went ahead, of, if Chicago had three points in this game, it they would have won away from us. Away from yeah. us, yep. No. And that's sad. And no. I'm not think I'm not even talking about oh, let's keep talking about playoffs because I'm not super confident about it. But well, man, but if we finish wait. ninth, I I mean that's just a pre- like but you're the not same. but you're not confident in the guarantee from Bezbachenko. They no? Know. No. Well, I think no, you're not. Yeah. I, I think like, based on what his last, yeah. his, the last guarantee he gave for the last team, he oh, he's never, never been, been. never, <laughs> no. There's no precedent for Bezpachenko coming yeah. through. So, yeah. if we had lost and Chicago had gained those three points on us, yeah, I would have um, thrown. It would have been I a very different conversation. I would have thrown that patio yeah. furniture on Football Factory's patio onto the middle of, uh, of Bathurst. <laughs> Bathurst, okay. yeah. But, but what did we do tonight? We went on the road and we got a point. And really, that's supposed to be what you do, right? right. You go on the road and you get a point. Which you win wouldn't at home. be, which, yeah. But, but we're this, not winning at home. Right. You know, you know, this is funny that we're talking about it because I, I could have sworn after we had won a couple, gotten some points before the KC 4-1 drubbing. I think we had a conversation, Paul. I don't know. I don't remember. I thought we, we said we were, you know what? We lost 4-1, but... But I'm not worried. <laughs> I think we had that conversation. I think it was over everyone, too many, oh, no, too many Guinness and vodka, uh, vodka sodas. But uh, listen, I, there's no doubt we that weren't worried. Four one, ah, we could have lost eight one. We wouldn't have been worried. Well, you know, I mean, I've I've said it. I've said it less. I'm not worried as the season's gone on. Let's just put it that way. Are you worried now? Um, I, I don't know. We have to see what we do next week when we come home. You know, if we win. I'm not worried. <laughs> Peanut gallery, I love it. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I loved it. I'm not as confident as these guys here. I'm not confident. I just. I the tie kind of like. You know. You know. What I think of it is like. You know. Um. Here's a. Here's a comparison or like a metaphor. It's like. 
You know when you have very low expectations for a movie? Yeah. And you go in and you and then you and then actually it was like it wasn't a great movie, but your expectations were so low, yeah. you're like, hey that was great. That was not bad. <laughs> That's where I am right now. Yeah. Right. This you is know, a shit. This is I'm expect. This is a shit movie. I'm expecting a shit ending to it. That if it's anything less than shit, I will be ecstatic. No, that's a very I, good uh, analogy. You know what? They better do something because uh, they better make the playoffs at least. Because I don't know what, what they're gonna do with that expansion. I don't know if who's gonna. <laughs> yeah. Who's well, gonna buy those seats? Let's let's segue out of okay, the game sorry. and get to the next topic. Yep. Which I think we can draw connections to, and I think the big thing that happened this week. Was the Tim Lywicki uh, yeah, interview yeah. at Ryerson? Yeah, that off script. That off yeah. Script. And if, for those who haven't checked it out, if you go on to whatever, like the look up, there's a Ryerson media page. Or yeah, Ryerson I think it's blocked now. You have to have a password to. Yeah, access but I think it. you can find it on. I think you you'll can, find it on YouTube. You or find it you can. I found. I went on a. I found some weird basketball forum, and <laughs> clicked through, and I I watched it tonight. So Any Russian site around the it around sure. the 53rd minute, this guy asks like a very specific Toronto FC question, and a few, I guess maybe I'll just quickly summarize for those if Rycast, that's what it's called. It was it's Tim Lightwick, and he asked him, I guess about the question was regarding TFC and the the, the chances that they took and this and that, and he kind of goes on maybe a five minute five minute response and gives a whole bunch of information. The one interesting thing I thought about him was that he kept referring to it as we. Mm. We. As though it's like he's still involved with it. Yeah. That that it's, it's still, like, it's, he could say they mm. or TFC or whatever. He said we, which includes himself. Yeah. Did he resign? He did not. But oh. that's just, my point being is that, yeah. does he... Maybe is he, he still, speaking for? Do you still have influence, yeah. right? And and my my other question is, is he is he sitting there and be like, my reputation is fucked right now? Yeah. I need. I'm gonna do one last thing because obviously I made this these promises. I called TFC the easiest fix, and <laughs> it it's not fixed, right? Yeah. So I think I'm wondering if we're gonna see one last hurrah from Lewicki at TFC. What could that be? Well. Let's let's a couple of the key points that he mentioned was of course the fi- I mentioned this before he, you know the seven coaches let go none of them had licenses he said he liked Nelson but you know he kind of like shrugged his shoulders and said like this it is what it is he went on to praise uh, Greg Vanny and all his coaching credentials that none of these other guys had and he referred to him as a teacher which is funny because I kind of think like there's that expression right those who do do those who don't teach. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I'm like, mm, you know, if he was so great, wouldn't he already be coaching? Right. Wouldn't yeah. he already have coaching under his belt? But this was the other, and then he had, he talked about DPs, and he, and the one thing he said was that I, there's two things, of course, he said, personally, he doesn't think Defoe will be back, which I would suspect is him saying, not personally, I think he knows. He knows, yeah. Yeah, right? yeah of sure. course. And then he says, and then he sort of implied there will be. There will be more DPs. I would expect to be more DPs. Not singular. Yeah. Plural. And that's other something. That's so we we speculated. I speculated two things on that. A, either we might not see Gibraltar back. Oh, I don't think or we will. Or B, Liwiki has an inside track on what the CBA agreement might be next year, which could be, you know, another DP, another DP slot. Yeah, but what kind of qual- caliber are we looking at? You think? Sure. Yeah. Who knows. Maybe they could say you could have two top-level DP. You know, there's like the two, the young DP. Young D, yeah. There's your second DP status. Yeah. 
maybe they're going to say whatever. There's a third, yeah. or you have two top notch. Whether the salaries move here and there. I hope that this whole DP thing, it, it, it just sounds like a, a porn movie gone bad. Okay, I, I think that we, if, if the MLS wants to become a league that uh, wants to rival with any other European league, I think that you got to get rid of this structure with DPs. Circle, we'll circle back yeah. into the, the like, yeah. wiki interview, though. Yeah. yeah. Paul, your thoughts on that, though? Um, I, you know, I, if you if you look at like kind of what the interview was, he was he was making, um, a, he had a talk with a bunch of MBA students at Ryerson, right? So, I mean, a part of him probably wants to be honest because, you know, he's he's a professional. He's he's mentoring, I guess. He thinks he's got some advice and stuff to give these guys, and. Um, so I think he was being, probably being a little more forthright than he needed to be. The fact that he's leaving and has announced his departure, whether it's a year or a year and a half from now, that makes him a little more forthright. Um, I think he was probably explaining why things didn't work out the way they did. Explaining um, or making excuses? Well, I don't know if he well, brought in fair, the code. He's not if, talking to us. He's talking yeah. to probably half that probably... Nine out of ten people don't even follow TFC in that room. Yeah, that's right. Very, yeah. So, yeah, probably. Yeah. So I mean, he was he was asked a question about TFC and yeah, and uh, you know, basically he said, "I stuck with Nelson out of loyalty. Wasn't really my fault." Um, <laughs> so we signed a foe, but his character—I don't know—he compared him a lot to Beckham. But Beckham. it wasn't his fault. Yeah, I you know I don't want to I don't want to say it was Lightwicky's fault. I mean, I have no idea. It was odd. It was just an odd. Bunch yeah, of well, let's, let's, there's a, another little bit that obviously that people you saw on Twitter that were talking about where he made the comment where he said there's kind of something we said there's a mentality in Toronto of here we go again and <laughs> and you know I, we were talking to the game I was like you know what I kind of feel like anyone who gets hired at Toronto FC needs to go back and watch every game from 2007 and needs to go find all forums and reread every post so they actually understand what the fuck we've been through. Yeah. And it's like, maybe you'd understand why people mm. say, here we go again. Yeah. It is, yeah. it is right? here we go again. Because I, I, from Kevin, from the, especially after these, well, I wouldn't say after, but in the phase out from the Anselmi era, you know, Kevin Payne comes in yeah. and, and then Ryan Nelson comes in and they're kind of like, you can see them get defensive so easily, and I just feel like if you knew what the yeah. fuck had been going on here since 2007, yeah. you wouldn't be like that. You remember the three-year plans? Yeah, or the five-year. You're right. It's oh, like yeah. every year there's a new three-year plan. And like, I almost feel like there should be on the if there was a board, there needs to be a certain degree of supporters that are just not even like just a cross section. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they can hear stuff like this, where it's just like, do you guys know what like what is going on? Yeah. And the things that you're saying now are not going to go over well. Yeah. FYI. Yeah. You got to remember, we're here from day one. Yeah. We're yeah. supporter clubs since day one, fans since day one. Yeah. Yeah, we have our part timers, but like we've seen it, we've lived it. I don't know how a guy who comes in for one year, six months, eight days, whatever it's been, can can understand that unless. He, they do do what you just said. Yeah. Go back and watch and read and see what we've gone through. We've gone through a lot. Increases, unjustified increases where you can't keep the fans. We went from a club that had the best atmosphere to a club that now we're struggling. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm a part. I'm ahead of a supporter group and I, and I, and and we don't know what. It just it's not the same anymore. Right. It, 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 it's scary. 
And I don't. And I think the impression of the because of all this turnover and all these losing seasons, and I think we've become the laughing stock. Yeah. And we've lost all credibility. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. I almost won a North American Soccer League team. The other, the other thing that I didn't obviously connect was the the tweets or the whatever <laughs> the conversation you saw was he also made the point where he was saying the only two people who haven't given up are Greg Vaney and Michael Bradley. Yeah. That, and there was a big discussion where, was, where people were saying he's, he's kind of throwing the, everyone under the bus. And we were saying, well, going back to the audience that he was speaking to, I think if he's if he said, you know, the only people who are ever thrown it in are, are Justin Morrow and Joe Bendick. Yeah, no one like, know who are you talking? Who, who the fuck? He didn't is even that? know who they were. Right. Yeah. So, part of me is like, he might have said Bradley because. Bradley is one of the faces of this team. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, when you see those like graphics of the five guys, he is the front. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. He's the guy he's in the, the front. Right. He's the front. Yeah. He's a, he's front. He's center. our general. General. So I'm kind of like maybe giving him a little bit of a pass on that comment, but maybe like discuss that. As suppose that we're talking about zero today in terms of like the, what determination is left in this team to not give in and connecting that to Michael Bradley and maybe saying his last two performances mm. I think have been better than the ones we've seen since he came back from the World Cup yeah I would yeah. agree guys yeah. I would sure. agree with that For sure you know I think I think that uh, in specifically what Laiwiki said was I look at it as more building up those two guys than tearing down the other guys in the room you know and you know I have no evidence for that but uh you know, in terms of other guys in the room and, and what they're feeling. I mean, he saw the passion on Dero tonight after the game, right? I mean, he yeah, felt but, it. Yeah, and he never... He, I don't think he's ever lost his passion. No. No matter what club he's played for. Or whether he was riding the pine or, or scoring goals. Yeah. Shake and baking, baby. Yeah. So, I mean, like, is there, is there fight left in this team? I mean, it's, 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 it's actually not been that long since everything happened. It's only been a couple of weeks, so I'm I, I kind of hesitant to judge... You know what they're doing on the field and all that, Bradley. I mean, um, do we give I, them give them the Chivas game and say if they lose there, we're gonna cry? I, I think they should all get together, Bradley and Dero, as leaders of the team. Take all the young bucks out, get hammered, <laughs> give them a lecture of how we do it. Dero doesn't drink. They might, <laughs> not, they okay. might not need to get hammered. To do you know what I mean? Sure. You get what yeah. I'm saying. Whether with yeah. you know, just just but pump them out and I, that's I understand it. Understand what he's saying. Something just to get the team pull out everybody of this together. Nervous. Make them realize what this damn club means to people, means to the fans, it means to everybody. Yeah. You know, and then maybe they can they can stop playing scared, and maybe they can say, you know what, let's go on a run, and let's not play 86 minutes where we look like we're friggin' dazed and confused, you know, in the desert, and then play three minutes, we get a sniff of a goal, and the next thing you know, it feels like the game's starting all over again, but it's too late. Yeah, and what did you guys think of at the end of the game there when you saw Bradley? Like he did, he it. didn't let up. He was right. like freaking. He was in that it. guy's no. face, saying, no. and "You can read his lips saying, tell me how that's a foul.' Yeah, yeah. but the, yeah. tell me how that's a foul. You know what the, I loved it. That, and you know what I the like best that. part is? That like stupid that. ref, that's, that's fighting. Toledo Junior. He could didn't even give a reason. He didn't respond. He just smirked. And what does that do? Yeah, that pisses you off even more. Yeah, well, I think that's that's proof positive that uh, Bradley, Bradley still got the fight. Bradley will never give up, whether he's playing for ninth division Nicaragua or in Europe. 
There's a ninth division in Nicaragua. Okay. I would love to see ninth division. Oh okay. yeah. What is that? Is that that's the Guinness. Like is that like seven year olds? That's the Guinness talking. But you get my point. Wow. That man will never give up. Division. That's why he's the general. Whether it's for USA, whether it's for TFC, whether Roma, whether whatever. He's the man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, captain, my captain. Plain and simple. Oh. If, right? If he's and he gonna needs be to do it. the focal point and he's Are gonna be married? the general. Fiance. Yeah. yeah. If he's gonna uh. be the general, then it has to George's happen. George's fiance is off the side and she's mortified <laughs> by the, by the <laughs> RP. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> Although, I mean, to be fair, my wife does. When I start talking, my wife is yeah. just like rolls her eyes. Yeah, yeah well, but, I'm, I, but I don't let her sit in on the podcast. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. That's why. You know what's yeah. funny? <laughs> she used to like the TFC games. Yeah. And then she had to listen to me. Yeah, and then she came with you. Yeah. Things changed. That was or it. maybe that was just a product that was on the field at the time, and then she just got turned off by it, too. <laughs> it's all me. <laughs> See? Oh, oh, boy. See what you did to me, TFC? So, yeah. All right, you well, know what, guys? We hit a serious mark on this podcast. And you know what's funny is we've been, we've been at Football Factory on night on weeknights where we're doing this podcast, and they're like, uh, they'll come around and be like, are you guys uh, done? Because we, like, <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to be closed 15 minutes ago. Yeah. And uh, I, don't know, I don't know what's going on around yeah. the corner, but... I think they're probably like, if we you guys laughed, we could probably close early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know what? Let's leave it on that. Let's go around the table. Hey, are you guys? You guys are on Twitter. Do we want to? How do people? How can people connect with everyone here? Uh, Paul, you go. First. Uh, I'm at uh, Gray Paul. We didn't even like make the. I'll make the connection in the intro, but obviously this is an East Side Stand Up. East Side Stand Up collaboration <laughs> podcast. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the best part of it. Well. Are we introducing ourselves at the end, or what are we doing? What, how can people find you on, oh, Twitter? on Twitter? On Twitter, on Twitter, you can find me. I don't have a personal one because I really don't like Twitter, except for TFC. It's at Original TFC 109, Original 109 Supporter Group. We're actually in 110 now. TFC <laughs> made us move. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but you know we are a supporter group, but we're not changing the name. Follow us. Love you, TFC. And we all met there. We're a big family. Yeah. Paul? Uh, yeah, so I'm at... Uh, at Paul's a big mover and shaker. Oh, he is. I'm he definitely not scarf. a mover and shaker. Um, I'm at Gray Paul, uh, G-R-E-Y Paul. And uh, I'm also the uh, creator of uh, Eastside Stand Up, the comic book. You can check that out at eastsidestandup.com. And Original 109 Scarves. They're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know, obviously, I'm at Clark Arno. Uh, so, any obviously, any comments directed at me or emailed in, and I have your say at Red Nation Online. Uh, anything that we went over, anything that you guys agree or disagree with, feel free to uh, get in touch. Uh, and at that point, guys, next game is next game the Sunday against Chivas. Sunday, yeah. Sunday game. That's- well, make sure you go to ch- make sure you go to church first, eh? I guess so. Pray, <laughs> pray, pray for, for TFC. Pray for we gotta pray for yeah. TFC. I don't want to. Uh, but I don't know. We're gonna be. I'm gonna be at the game, and I'm hoping to do a podcast after. So next Sunday, guys. Uh, TFC Chiefs USA. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for having me. Thank Eastside Stand-Up is the only Toronto-specific podcast breaking down the game right after it happens. We want you to get involved. Reach out to us on Twitter at Red Nation Online 
or on email at info at rednationonline.ca and share your thoughts on how the Reds did on the pitch today. As well, check out our other podcasts on rednationonline.ca from the Black Hole and the Gaffer and Hooligan, giving you all the coverage you'd want on Canadian soccer. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.